We bought the uh, the DVD package uh, from Best Buy this weekend for $40, $40. We got eight movies. So. Best Buy is open? Uh, you can do you can do curbside pickup, so you can order it online, and then like you just they tell you when it's ready, and you go and park, and somebody brings it out to your car. Wait, you did curbside pickup for a, the box set of Harry Potter this weekend, though. <laughs> do you do you, under, do, do you know how desperate I am to get out of the house? <laughs> so this is the thing. <laughs> All right, hello, and welcome to an all-new magical hold my popcorn. Where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Muggle Max Healy, trapped in Nashville and trapped in his cupboard apartment in Boston as Tim Begin. How you doing, Timmy? Uh, doing good, Max. Uh, Abby and I are um, on the keto diet oh. nowadays. I've lost, happy to report I've lost uh, 15 pounds. And I've also wow. lost, lost my soul. <laughs> <laughs> we had... Uh, yeah, we had cheesecake last night, a keto cheesecake, and uh, yikes. What, what, <laughs> is, what is the <laughs> what keto the diet? What does that mean? What is the keto it's diet? It's basically it's you-, you pound bacon all day. Yeah, you just eat a ton of meat and fat. Really? Yeah. yeah. How, is that, how is that healthy? It's not healthy. I'm going to die at a young age. <laughs> but he's going to look fucking great. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that that was already in the cards anyways. So, <laughs> so, no, no so Tim really just leaned in. Yeah, I really haven't changed my diet whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. All I have done is stop eating bread. Everything else has stayed the same. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait. This is this is a no carb diet? Yeah, yeah. You live in the North End. Dude, I tell you, it's terrible. <laughs> I want... I went to get a salad uh, last Friday. I got a chicken cutlet salad, so I cheated a little bit there, a little breading on the chicken. But anyways, I walk out of this like deli that does these good salads, and the woman goes, hey, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate it. Here's two free garlic breads. <laughs> so I did, the, I did the noble thing, and I ate both of those so Abby wouldn't be tempted. <laughs> Shoved in his mouth on the way back. <laughs> But like Bill, really, there's only one requirement to get on to to be able to do keto, and it's to not have gout. So everyone can do it, except for Paco Brady, except for Derek, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and on the West Coast, magically uh, raining bodily fluids under his invisibility cloak is a Sacramento masturbator, John Anoshek. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm great. You want to know why? It's because I got my broom to fly, so now I don't even have to be on an overpass, dude. I'm just fucking <laughs> making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Cold front coming into Sacramento. I'm I'm doing well, man. You know, um, I haven't left my my bed all day long. Um, my gut is pushing up this standable desk. I have a beer, a mic, and a laptop on it, and I feel fucking great. How are you? <laughs> I'm feeling enchanted, John. Enchanted by all the love that's in the room. It's <laughs> so nobody else in this room, but we are welcoming back a few familiar voices to the show over in Cape Cod. In his cardboard box on the outside and 70,000 square foot mansion on the inside is former co-host Mike Preble. How are you, sir? Doing doing very well, Max. That's why I was always so deep down inside. I knew my box was the right choice because of the uh, amazing, the opulence within. Although there are now 70, 70 mile an hour gusts apparently outside of my box. So <laughs> I'll at least die in comfort, extreme comfort and extreme luxury. <laughs> so it'll be fine. <laughs> And in Portland, Maine, we have a resident squib, Bill Dooley. <laughs> Take that, Philip. Unbelievable. You know what? That's fine, Max. That's fine. Totally fine. 
Um, I just I just came back a half an hour ago. I put down the put the baby down to sleep. I am calm and serene, and, and nothing's gonna get me upset. Nothing nothing's gonna work me up at all. Even that fucking bullshit reference you just made to me. <laughs> I knew Bill would be the only one who would get offended by that. That's why I reserved it for him. I fucking believe you just called me a goddamn. I was just gonna compliment you on all these wonderful references you're making in the introduction, and you fucking call me a squid. Bill, he has been crafting this intro for like the days. <laughs> Just how can I do this in such a way where only Bill could get pissed off? <laughs> I was really ready to come into this with that calm and serene mentality that nobody can get me upset. And the first thing you say is get, gets me mad. <laughs> well, oh. I can't wait to put lipstick on this pig and fuck it. This is <laughs> well, <laughs> giddy up here. <laughs> as mentioned on last week's Dracula episode, we're sticking with the magical theme as we begin our epic eight film journey. Jesus Christ, our eight film journey. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Harry Potter. Go and get yourself some out the jug there, son. Don't smoke and drink at the same time here. <laughs> Go put my teeth back in. A film journey that is a Harry Potter franchise. And to kick it off, we watched Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Or if you're not in the States, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. It's a terrible Do they really accent. call it the Philosopher's yeah. Stone in other countries? Everyone else calls it the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. Huh. Because Americans are too dumb yep. to think of what a philosopher is, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no one knows what that is. Let's put a saucer on that, and that'd definitely get the kids in here. <laughs> I always thought customary units were more accurate. Philosopher, philo. Jesus Christ, these fucking (laughs) Europeans. This Phil guy. I thought this move. I thought this was about this kid named Harry, not Phil. Call it the Scorsese Stone. Stone. You spelled sorcerer. Call it the Scorsese Stone. (laughs) Fucking cunt. And make it about mob mobsters. He made Robert De Niro young again. He looks really weird, though. All right, well, before we dive into the movie, all of us were uh, the prime reader demographic when it came to these books when they first came out, since we, I think we're all in elementary school and we were graduating high school when Deathly Hollows came out. So before we start offending all the diehard Potter fans that just tuned in for this specific episode, I do want to do a quick little roundtable and ask you guys if you've ever read the books. So starting off with Bill, how many times have you read the Harry Potter books? Uh, un, uncountable. I mean, you can, I started reading when the third book was out and I read all three and then I read every book again when the next book came mm-hmm. out and I've read the whole series after they've been completed probably at least two or three times. So, I mean, like the first book I've probably read like 12 times. The seventh book I've probably read like th- three or four times mm. and everywhere in between. Jesus Christ. I haven't read that many books ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm guessing, uh, Mr. Preble, you've read these books as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. um, It's funny. The first time I started reading the first one, I think I was like fifth grade or something. I didn't like it. I was like, oh, this isn't good. And I put it away. And I can't remember what like drew me back to it. But then I actually like maybe like paid attention, read it. And then I was like, oh, actually, this is really good. So, yeah, I've definitely read. I've read all of them. And kind of like Bill, I think I probably read like the first, the second, the third, like more often than the others. I've definitely read most of them more than once although I'd, i've only read the i guess the last one once mm. 
Yeah. Gotcha. But but yes, I have read these books, all of them. Wonderful. How about you, John? I have read the first four. Cool. <sighs> many, 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 many times. Um, and then, well, I went through puberty and decided that I wanted to fuck. So I stopped <laughs> reading them, joined the football team, and the rest is history. So I'm definitely an aficionado on most of the universe. Um, not quite at Bill level, but I will do my best to be as ignorant as possible <laughs> just to create as much friction as I can throughout this entire series. But uh, once we get past the Goblet of Fire, um, I'm fucked really when it comes down to it, especially because I know that there was no chance in hell that those movies were faithful to the books because they fucked up the Goblet of Fire in theaters. Just putting mm. it out there. Well, we'll find out here in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Tim? I have read none of these books. Good. Why would you guys even think that I, like, I'd have read no books in my life. I am a fat, dumb ginger, and that's the way to remain. I'll read nothing to expand my mind. <laughs> I'm wearing a flat rim, rim fishing hat right now. Yeah, I <laughs> I have no intelligent thoughts that have ever come into my brain and have left my mouth. Okay, and it's certainly no thoughts that have ever been formed by literature. So let's just get that stuff out of the way right now. So it's very interesting the mystique around the engineer community. It's it's said that their entire um, profession and history is all an oral tradition. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's on. Uh, it's you learn by copying on other off other people's paper or tests. Mm. That's the only way to learn engineering, <laughs> at least in my mind. <laughs> That's what got me through school. <laughs> <laughs> Sit next to the Asian kid <laughs> during the <laughs> racism. That's what helps me. Well, as you guys can tell, for me, I can't read so. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, for the audience at home, I'm going to just assume that you've read or watched these these before. So I'm not going to explain what a muggle is or what a howler is because it'd be really weird for you to tune in to our stupid ass fucking show to learn about Harry Potter for the first true. time. Yeah, it's probably a fine thing to do. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, no, it's a great idea. No, I love it. I have to say, this is. This is inspired. Hmm, pull my popcorn. They must be experts in Harry Potter. I'll give them a listen. <laughs> They'll go through it with a fine tooth comb, <laughs> carefully parsing out all these difficult questions, really going into the history. So there's a podcast out there called Hold My Butterbeer, and we should totally just start fucking throwing just fucking Instagram and Twitter bombs Dude. at them. After this <laughs> is there really a Hold My Butterbeer? Yeah. 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 Oh Jesus. God. These those people deserve death. So we're gonna start a sorry. We're gonna start that's, a movement, gentlemen. That's out of control. We're gonna start a movement. We're coming for you. Yeah, seriously yeah. though? Fuck yeah, those. That's guys. right, we are. God. Yeah, so should we get into it? Let's do it. Sure. All right. Yes. Let's get Bill more upset. Oh, so no. <laughs> the movie opens up with the first actor to play Dumbledore sucking up all the lights on four private drive and Dropping Harry off at the Dursleys' house after his parents were murdered by Voldemort. I I still wonder, you know, I feel like they could have come up with a better solution to, like, drop Harry off than to literally drop them off at, like, a breeding ground for serial killers. <laughs> because because if Harry wasn't didn't leave for Hogwarts, he would be a serial killer oh, at yes. this point. He would have murdered them, they'd be under the floorboards, and Harry would just be trolling around for fat people. And would just be slaughtering them. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, let's be honest. He would have just joined the IRA and blown up a trash can somewhere in the cow country. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> but the thing that really threw me off was that they had to invent this elaborate gadget that Dumbledore used just to suck out the lights, even though he carries a giant magical fuck wand in his pocket. <laughs> and I'm not talking about his cock, Bill. <laughs> be very clear. <laughs> just getting that out of the way. I'm Bill's not going to say a word. I'm going to be so uncomfortable this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll enjoy this, Bill. Richard Harris, who played Dumbledore, also played Marcus Aurelius in The Gladiator. Mm-hmm. How about oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yes, that make, I, I remember that. I remember that. Yep. He's okay. the most lovable old man that ever walked the earth, almost. <laughs> I just like it because every time he talks, he sounds like he's on the edge of death. Yes. <laughs> he right? is so soft-spoken. It sounds like he's going to croak Foreshadowing, maybe? <laughs> mm. Spoiler alert. Coincidence. <laughs> he's a fucking wizard Gandhi, dude. Like, that's what he inspires. I'm just like, yeah, I want to wear the robes and the diaper. I want it all. Let's do it. <laughs> well, 10 years later, Harry's woken up from inside his cupboard bedroom by his cunty Aunt Petunia and his fatty, even more cunty cousin Dudley, who bitches his parents out for only having 36 presents this year when he had 37 the year before. I really love that Vern, uh, Vernon Dursley in this scene, really, he's stri- especially with the mustache Tim is sporting right now, really reminds me of a Tim. He looks a lot like him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bill is coming at me hard right out of the gates. <laughs> Whoa. Bill's got a lot of anger now. He's got to dispense it. He's got to eat. Vernon Dursley. Nobody for him to tackle. Is he on keto? Did he lose 15 pounds? I don't think he did. (laughs) (laughs) But he also doesn't like to read very much, so I feel like that's okay. Going one to one to one to him. Bill's got me there. (laughs) You got me trapped in the corner. (laughs) I think, why am I getting out of this one way out? I think it's safe to say by looking at at Vernon by looking at Vernon and Petunia that he clearly would eat the both both pieces of garlic bread as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He would steal two more pieces of garlic bread to eat. Them. <laughs> That's probably okay. Okay, kids, do we have to separate you now? Do we have to separate you. <laughs> also, I just want to point out if anybody ever came over to their house and they were like, "Oh, by the way." Like we have a we have a stepchild here, or whatever. Where do you? Oh, where does he sleep? Oh, he sleeps under the cupboard under the stairs. Whatever the version of like Department of Children and Family in England be like. These yeah people They're, are going to jail. Yeah. You be keeping this kid in ten years? They in are this cupboard? Are you him, kidding me? Like, you know, just flat out just abusing him. That's just child abuse. It's yep. child labor. It's slavery. I mean, like when they they having to make the breakfast. Bring the bacon, boy. Yeah. Don't burn it this time. <laughs> exactly yeah i mean this is like a this is like a real thing that happens in like wealthy or like whatever homes just like in america and britain everywhere you got all like you have this person who just lives there and they're like your slave and, and no one knows about them they can't leave can't do anything it's like this is this is for whatever reason jk Rowling was like this is pretty this is very you know relatable and this is fun it's like this is slavery I, jk i think we can, I I think we can fully uh, just uh, uh maybe accept that jk rowling doesn't have a, a a good grasp on child safety laws considering that hagrid delivered uh uh harry in a side satchel of a flying motorcycle that's <laughs> not an appropriate yep. way to transport an infant yeah Mm-mm. very true bill yeah. bill magic <laughs> Hag- Hagrid's not supposed to do magic. You should know that. But what if I didn't know that? <laughs> no! 
<laughs> oh god yeah well then at the zoo Harry has a heart to heart with the snake who talks back to him then the protection glass magically disappears and the snake breaks out while Dudley gets trapped inside the look on that kid's face <laughs> is fucking priceless <laughs> okay. this fat scared face <laughs> makes me smile every time especially the fact <laughs> that he's day. a Brit that's actually really the best part <laughs> I, I I really enjoy it though when, when Harry's talking to the snake and uh, and he, Dudley comes running back over and just checks Harry to the ground <laughs> 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 that is hilarious <laughs> you think at some point during the series, spoiler alert, Harry never gets Gimmer gets fucking ripped, but that he would like do a couple push ups. Yeah, he kinda is in prison. You'd think he'd like just start working out like a like a inmate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it turns into um Daenerys character and uh Cape Fear, just doing a bunch of like upside down <laughs> sit ups with a bunch of tattoos and shit. Just says, That's what I'm saying, man. Dudley if all Harry over if Harry doesn't go to Hogwarts, he is Daenerys character in Cape Fear. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I never knew me mom and dad <laughs> holding two decapitated heads. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Uncle Vernon, like puppeteering, like he's got his hand up his severed neck. Yep. <laughs> More tea, Aunt Petunia. Pour it out of the head. I know. Just, uh, that'd be oh awesome, god. actually. I'd love to see this version. <laughs> so Harry then gets a letter and another and another, which escalates to the point that the entire housing development is infested with owl shit, and it starts raining letters from the chimney, so the Dursleys get an Airbnb on a remote, rocky island. Okay, so I have to say, the fact that Harry couldn't get one of those <sighs> oh, letters really yeah. speaks to his, like, just inability to be a human. Yes. I mean, it's... He has to learn magic because the fact that he couldn't just like grab a letter and then go like lock himself in a room long enough to read it is mind boggling to me. Okay, so fucking great seeker you are, Harry. Tim, you're going to hit on something that eventually we're going to tie together after we have 15 episodes getting through this entire series (laughs) about how Harry is a fucking shitty student. He gets out of all the exams. He breaks all the fucking rules and he can't even pick up a fucking letter. When about five thousand are dropped, pals. Yeah, <clears throat> how you feel about that, Bill? No, this this is a hundred percent agree. I mean, it's outrageous. Oh. It's 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 like they, so there the there's like game shows where you get stuck in like a glass glass box and there's a wind tunnel going around. You're just blowing tons of money and you have to grab mm-hmm. as much money as you can. Like everyone, oh, everyone yeah. comes out of that glass box with at least like five or six hundred dollars or something like that. Harry can't get one fucking letter. It is pathetic. What a fucking nerd. Grow up. He would have, just by like, just like the sheer force of chance, like uh, some letter would have got stuck in like a pocket somewhere. (laughs) By the end of it, literally like they're coming in. They're like, they like, if they didn't open the fucking door, they all would have drowned in letters. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like there are so many and he's just so, he's just such a classically stereotypical, like, oh, like, this British kid who's like pale, sallow. <laughs> He's like skin and bones. He can't do anything. It's just like, God, like reach for something in your life, you pathetic, <laughs> pathetic child. I don't know. It's like Super Bowl week at a fucking strip club with all those pieces of letters and, and mail. So <laughs> I was going to keep this to myself, but uh, director's cut. I got to see all the deleted scenes and shit in this um, play through, you know, the whole movie or whatever. It was like 10 minutes mm-hmm. of 
of content. And they actually took this scene a little bit farther where like the, the, the wife or the aunt or whatever it is, is opening the cracking eggs open and the letters are coming out of little eggs. And now it makes <laughs> sense to me why they took it out because if they knew that podcasts were coming down the fucking road and that us dickheads would be sitting here thinking about like, well, if they could put them in eggs and they could put it in his prostate, right? Like that, that's, that's the progression. <laughs> thinking ahead, thinking ahead. I mean, it, like it, lo- it does logically make sense. Mm-hmm. It all checks out. All right. <laughs> then Hagar, the friendly half giant breaks down the door Gives Harry a misspelled birthday cake and then says, You're a wizard, Harry. Bam! Take that, you fat picky cousin. No one fucks with the H-Man's baking goods. <laughs> Can we get an dun, dun. So you telling me <laughs> said that some British Chris Farley broke in here and took this little young boy away on a motorcycle? <laughs> he, he did. Man, he's raped. <laughs> Oh God. This scene, uh, this this scene really upsets me. They ruined this scene. I mean, like the the whole thing where Hagrid, it like he comes in assuming that Harry knows he's a wizard and what Hogwarts is and everything. He's like, well, where do you think your parents learned it? And then and then like Harry's just like, what do you mean? And he just like drops a hat and he was like, oh, let me explain everything to you. I mean, I understand this is a movie for children, but the book is for children as well, and they did a lot better job expl- like yeah. f- filling that out. That was such a shitty transition. Well, that actor never gets really angry in any of these movies. And in the books, he has a very short temper. Right. <laughs> so right. he like freaks the fuck out at the Dursleys and they yeah. all like cower in the corner. It's like, you didn't tell him! What? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing, too, that I think is like either this is Hagrid's fault or it's Dumbledore, whoever is like giving him this assignment. It's like they've literally sent like a almost an infinite number of letters to this kid. So, you know, they're not giving it to him. So, you know, like there must be like they're trying to hide it from him, right? So, like, why would he know that? And why is no one keeping tabs on this fucking kid for 10 years? Yes. If he's like the the Jesus of wizards, right. right? Like this guy, this kid's the next thing. Why isn't anyone watching him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The- like that he that nobody knows he doesn't know dick about magic. Someone might have wanted to intervene at some point, be like, oh, by the way, you kid. Know, that's a great that's you a know. really good point. Cause later you, you get the woman that lives next door who who is watching him that we that we meet. Yeah, Mrs. Right. Fig. Um and I mean, did she just recently move in or has she been there the whole time? And if she's been there the whole time, she's been the whole time, whole fucking then time. why was she not concerned about Harry, like having bars on his windows when he like, and stuff yeah, like that, getting, you know, like basically getting the shit kicked out of him the whole time. It's like this, this whole, the magical world throughout the books and the movie just are like so lackadaisical about like safety and just like common sense. Mm. Like things they think are normal are like totally batshit crazy. They're like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. No problem. Yeah. Mag- it's like, what? Why? McGonagall couldn't just jump on top of a dumpster as a cat and look through the window just to check on him. Yeah. Okay. 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 Guys, 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 guys. Two points. Number one, Dumbledore works in mysterious ways. Number two, deep state. It's a fucking problem. <laughs> and the Ministry of Magic isn't actually the seat of power. We got to get to the bottom of this. Pizzagate. We don't even want to talk about how that fucking went down in the wizarding world. All I'm saying is butterbeer does not come from where you think it does. <laughs> well, after this, Harry and Hackard cut through the Leaky Cauldron pub and into the wizard shopping center that is Diagon Alley. 
They, by the way, this is where Pizza, Pizzagate happened in the Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI. Again. Yeah, just, just so you know, while we're taking this walk down memory lane. <laughs> it's up front. <laughs> could, could you imagine, though? I mean, so Harry found out like that the, the evening before. It's like morning now, right? That he's a wizard. And now he's in this world of like pure magic. Like, I, I mean, I'm not blaming whatever the actor, what Daniel, whatever, Daniel Radcliffe, whatever. But like my brain would have literally exploded. <laughs> I would have like collapsed like a seizure. Yes. Even if you'd like not even a big fan of magic or whatever. It's like your whole world has just been like fucking shattered, kid. It's like you've got to have a bigger physical reaction. Like you got to go limp for. At least yeah, a there, week. there should have been there should have been like a, a real there should have been a, a real uncomfortable like racial moment when he was just staring at the goblins at Gringotts and they were like you got a fucking problem <laughs> what are you looking at <laughs> <laughs> that's right you're not pretty yourself there sugar yeah, <laughs> yeah they just like have some trailer trash <laughs> smoking cigarettes <laughs> yeah nobody's talking about that fucked up thing in your forehead stop looking at my crooked nose. Yeah. <laughs> Get the kid out of here. <laughs> By the way, Diagon Alley at Universal Studios looks exactly like it does in the movie. Like it's dead on. <clears throat> it was very cool. I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta check this. I, that I really, out. yeah, I really enjoy the, the. I mean, they do. They did a lot. I, I, I'll complain a lot about a lot because that's basically what my entire life is: is finding things to complain <laughs> about. But they did a lot right with this movie, and Diagon Alley is is one of them. Diagon Alley is really, really cool, really well done. Olive Anders yeah. is cool. Gringotts is cool. Like they, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Gringotts, Harry goes there afterwards, finds out he's fucking rich. And Hagrid takes out a little mysterious bag from an empty vault that will definitely not come back later in this movie. Dun, dun, dun. Hagrid's a fucking moron. He's like, oh, I could never tell you, Harry, what's in there. Anyways, what's in the bag is, oh, no, Hagrid, don't do it. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like a Monty Python character come to life. Yeah. Also, Hagrid's like a bit of a drunk. You know what I mean? So like you could probably, you could definitely get, get something out of him. You know what I mean? It's just like a flask of whiskey. You'd be like, all right, I'll give you a hint. I told you. (laughs) Oh no, it was the wrong paper bag. Oh no. (laughs) Philosopher Stone's just at the bar. (laughs) Exactly. He's just sitting there. It's like, oh, you done it again, Hagrid. (laughs) Are you going to get yourself out of this one, Hagrid? It is it is genuinely concerning how much Albus trusts Hagrid and how many yes. times Hagrid like blows things or like blo- like just <laughs> messes things up entirely. It's yeah, like yeah. Dumbledore's a pro athlete and he has like his dumb friend from home that he just can't seem to get rid of. Like he can't seem to like come to grips with the fact that he's a moron. So I don't want to keep coming back to that Dumbledore uh, works in mysterious ways, but actually I think that he's truly playing uh, Moneyball through in this. He he has all of Hagrid's stats. <laughs> that's what's going on here. He knows he can see the patterns. Yeah. He can read between the lines as I hold my three fingers up, staring at bill. Can you read between the lines? Uh, that's not fair. <laughs> He's a real Mark Bellhorn of the wizarding world. Strikes out a lot, but he gets on base a lot. Say Dumbledore is like a Jonah Hill back there. Uh, yeah. Crunching, <laughs> well, crunching wizard numbers. J- just as awkward. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Harry then meets Ollivander at his wizard or Jesus. No, at his uh, wand maker shop. And finds out that the wand that he chose... I'm going to repeat this, guys. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do that again. <laughs> Bill, you got him off yes. balance. It's good. Reading. Beep, Not beep, good. Beep. <laughs> at it. Harry then meets Ollivander at his wand maker shop and finds out that the wand that chose him 
has the same phoenix feather that Voldemort had in his wand. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Perry doesn't know who the fucking Voldemort is at this point, so it doesn't even matter yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No one will tell him his fucking name. <laughs> yeah. That's the other problem. You know. Oh, it's just some guy. You know, you know, he who should not be named. Well, I don't know, but you know. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> Harry just blanks, goes, Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Why would you think Hitler? What the fuck? That's so fucked up. No. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> Squib? No. <laughs> Stalin? No, get out of here. Get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Wait, are you guys Nazis? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Hey, listen, there is a one. Go hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. (laughs) Why are there only like two black people in this entire school? Ah, you know. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't answer the question. Ah. I didn't. <laughs> Fast forward to platform nine and three quarters where Harry runs into Tim's cousins, a.k.a. the Weasley family. Then he meets mm-hmm. his future dirt poor BFF Ron and second string BFF Hermione Granger on the train to Hogwarts. Okay, something that I I can never come to grips with. I do love these movies. They're very entertaining. The stories are great. The Weasleys are wizards. Why do they live in poverty? <laughs> They, Why they do they live in poverty? I think it's a lifestyle. You so you think that they're like a de- they like a derelict lifestyle? Uh, yeah, that's, all, that's what they're all about. They like a house wanna... that kind of hangs over, half cocked. You know, it's not a, yeah. it's a weird thing. I think it really is a lifestyle. Um, honest to God, they're gypsies. They want to, yeah, <laughs> okay. They want to live like g- gypsy meth heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only explanation because like they could conjure up any fucking palace they wanted, basically, and they live in like that. Dog shit piece of dump. But also, <laughs> I mean, large shoe. after you have like fucking 13 <laughs> kids, I, I don't think magic can even save your fucking bank account at that point. I, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that's they're Irish. That was a not, that was a not so subtle nod to them being Irish. Yep. Look at the Irish. I can't fucking miss. All right. I gotta, I gotta jump in here. All right. First of all, Tim. You're, if we're going to start talking about their house, you're really you're you're jumping to the second movie because we don't we don't see their their house until the second movie. And second of all, their house is fucking awesome. In all honesty, if like w- when you think about them as poor, you imagine that they're living in like a shoebox, and it's a fucking like three or four story house with like a giant kitchen, a dining room. It's just like it looks old, I guess. But then. I would also say that it's as big as it is because they have magicked it and they're not professionals at doing that. It's like kind of majiggered together and it's barely being held in like because they did it. That that would be my assumption. But here's the crazy thing, though. But they're like good wizards, right? Like Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are like good at magic. Yes. So like why can't the two of you together, you two there and they got older kids who are good at magic, too. It's like, can you come fucking back here and just help us make it look like our house isn't going to collapse in on itself? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So we're not like the laughing stock in the magical neighborhood here. Like, you already got a bunch of these dumbass kids here running around just being a bunch of goobers. You know, they all they're all unattractive. Every single one of them ugly as sin. You know, it's like, all right, they, we got to have something here. But yes, but yeah, them being poor and, and not being poor, I guess. I mean, like you have to have money at some point, but like the state of your home, yes, should be changed. <laughs> yeah, they need to fix their curb appeal. They need to watch one of those wizarding gay brother shows. What the fuck well, they called? Wait, what are these ones? 
Yeah, the, two, <laughs> the two gay brother. I don't know. Yeah, Let's just move that, on. What is that show? I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> what, the two gay on? Canadian twins? Yeah. Um, I, well, they're not actually gay, but they seem like they're gay. Yeah, you know we're, we've gone <laughs> that, down. That, a, uh, uh, yeah, that's, no. a, that's a tough road to go down. <laughs> we, yeah. Oh no. Let's let's not. Let's go back to deep state. Uh, Pizzagate is a little bit. Uh, I should less not have said that. I should not have said that. <laughs> well, you know they're. <laughs> oh, Hagrid. So magic, huh? Well, magic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, also around this time, Harry meets his Aryan antagonist, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Dude, I just want to Draco. The entire movie looks like a snot rag. Also, why? What age are you legally allowed to put in hair gel? Like, I, there needs to be a regulation. <laughs> like, if, yeah, I feel like if he went swimming, that would be a recordable amount of an oil spill. That is just disgusting <laughs> what they have what? in that kid's head throughout that movie. It's the whole movie. He looks like a fucking snot rag. Like you just blew your nose on him. I mean, yeah. he's pasty pale. He's got little specks of green and shit on him. And then if you leave him out too long, he turns fucking rock hard because of all the fucking gel in his hair. It's like his parents <laughs> took him to the barber and the barber was like, what do you want? And he's like, you seen the movie Donnie Brasco? <laughs> Johnny Depp, Donnie Brasco. Yep. <laughs> Give me the Baron. <laughs> I want the Fugazi. Want- yeah, I want all his hair cut the same length and then slick it back. <laughs> <laughs> then after this, you get the scene with the sorting hat who assigns each student to their house and the hat can talk. Oh, Hoffle so sluts! <laughs> <laughs> we had so much fun with this. <laughs> it just went on and on and on. I know, I, I was away from my phone for like an hour and I had came back to like 30 text. I was like, what the hell is this? Griffin horse. Something serious has happened. I get back in there. It's just just the raunchiest shit you can imagine. Just, I mean, how like, Puffs is kind of like, the t- it is kind of like the title of like a porn where like you see like, you know, college girls living in a sorority, like having pillow fights. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like 70s porn where all of a sudden the jazz kicks in. Yeah. Anyways, can we pause for a <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> but, like, Hufflepuff must have been, like, the first, you know, when you're thinking about this hat and how it's going to sound. Like, that sounds the best. Because you can hear, like, the leather flaps in this thing's, like, construction. With the, Hufflepuff! <laughs> like, it's so how is bad. Horse, how is a hat spitting? Yeah. It doesn't even have a tongue. <laughs> You don't want to know what Dumbledore does to me in after hours. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, a rabbit ain't coming out of this hat, tell you that much. I would love it if the hat had a iced tea accent and pronounced the things wrong. (laughs) Hufflepuff. Rabbit claws. Yeah, rabbit boobs. What? Raven boobs. Stitching. <laughs> but like, if you insert though, like a couple other like, like, you know, hardcore shit into that same voice, it comes out pretty good when it's just like, Raven cock. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, John. That was, that was very close to a subliminal razor cock reference. <laughs> I, you know, that I'm not going to draw, the, I'm not going to draw the parallels. I leave that to the yes. audience. <laughs> that's the left hand of magic. Razorcock. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, in the real world, like, the school would be made up of, like, 75% Hufflepuffs, right? 
Yeah. Just clumsy fucks like tripping over each other, just like doing selfies and there'd be like seven Raven door, uh, uh, seven like Raven claws and like five Gryffindors. And then everyone Slytherin would just be on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was having been to have you been to England before? Yeah, it's probably like 70, 75 percent health. Yes. Like these people are just walking around, walking into buildings and stuff, just <laughs> going into like going to watch their favorite like soccer team or whatever. And then they're just getting blitzed and then falling over just coughing, not covering their mouth. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that's when that. you wake up in the morning. What says more like breakfast than baked beans and a fucking sausage? Oh, God, I love that <laughs> breakfast. It's such a good breakfast. <laughs> if Oxford Town Football Club doesn't come up from League 7, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then you introduce to the potions teacher, Professor Snape, who's a real dick and clearly has it out for Harry. I don't know. I think he's just making a fashion statement. That's a very nice goth outfit. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> he's got the cuffs and everything. I love the, mm. the you, what he does with the, what he does with the sleeves too, where like he kind of like kicks yeah. them out or maybe tucks mm. them back just a little bit. Oof. Oof. If you walk into his office, he's just playing the cure on the <laughs> <laughs> Happy ever listen to the solo album from Morrissey. <laughs> it's just a constant yeah, I was gonna say, it's, it's the smiths <laughs> it's the cure it's everything oh my god so he asked, Snape actually inspired me to rename Slytherin to Slithershins because that's what came to my mind when I saw him again come onto screen because I haven't seen the flick in a while I was like looks like his shins are Slithering I'm like, oh. <laughs> Slithershins I'm telling you, dude. Perfect. They're all kind of slithery and ugh. I wished I was a, a Slytherin, but that wasn't what the test told me I was. It has to be has to be one of Alan Rickman's best roles. I mean Easily. just terrific. Easily. Yeah. Terrific. Um he was handpicked by JK Rowling. Was well. he really? Oh. Yeah, and she gave him a bunch of spoilers about his character before she had finished the books, just so he would know how to play the character. Oh wow, wow. that's cool. Which is that's cool. really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Good for them. He yep. was perfect. I, I'm i just going to throw it out that he is probably the best cast actor like on the planet of any actor anywhere to play that role in every single way. Oh, I thought you were going to make a broad claim that he was the best cast actor in movie history. And I was going to be like, John, we just watched Four Lethal Weapons. <laughs> Tim, I, no, man, I don't, I don't cross you on that shit, dude. Okay, good. No, I don't fuck with you when it comes to fucking Lethal Weapon. I tried going down that path. Because I'll fucking Hufflepuff the shit out of you. <laughs> Ravenclaw your eyes out. Yeah. A little bit later, Harry discovers that he's really good at riding a broomstick. As yeah. Long, as long pun intended. Yeah. Deep state. Just the way I wrote it. That is that is going to be some of the worst CGI. I mean, just oh, it's God. so bad. But all of it. Well, my whole problem with it is the fact that fucking Neville, like he gets in trouble, even though he's the first to actually get the broom, like to go up. He does the thing correctly. He got, yeah, yeah. he gets smacked in the face though. Well, in the end, but no, I think he, he was a shitty fucking broom teacher. Whoa. How dare you say that about Madam? Uh, oh shit. I forget her name. Pomfrey? Oh, Pomfrey? Oh, Pomfrey? Jesus we Christ. Got a, really we got a pile on, guys. Fucking pylons. <laughs> you idiot. You don't know it. You don't, you don't remember Madam Stink Puss? What a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hooch. Is it Madam Hooch? 
it yeah, is. Yeah, stink bus. I like that. I said. <laughs> come on, come on, Ben. Don't sit on don't sit on that broom. <laughs> All right, well, you know, some Raven shit happens. Yeah, the kids uh, then stumble into the third floor where a three-headed dog is standing over a trap door. What's that all about? Uh, that's where they <laughs> we'll find out later. <laughs> well, but Harry, find out next time. Ha- Harry makes some some pretty immediate outrageous jumps of logic to immediately blame Snape. I mean, it like that is an absurd, absurd progression that he goes through with absolutely no factual evidence. You're you're mm. on to something there, Bill, because he literally goes to this is a huge, massive fortress castle, and of course Snape is here to go into this specific room. I think like throughout the movies, and I'm assuming that everyone listening to this has fucking seen the movies. By the movies, you find that Harry's quite an emotional lad. He's the Frodo Baggins of uh of <laughs> Harry Potter. You know, I mean he's just like he's very emotional. Mm. Yeah. He needs his friend Sam a lot. And he doesn't, and the unfortunate thing is he doesn't have a Sam, a Sam well. Yep, he's got nobody to suck him off because Ron's straight. (laughs) Ron's straight dumb. Ron can't think of a damn thing. I was going to say, absolutely useless the entire time. He is the most useless character. I just remember people would always just be like, no, he's like a good friend. He's like endearing. And I just remember, I remember all the girls that I knew in college that loved like these books they really thought they were really high on him and i'm like you are all trash and i need to make sure one that i never talk to any of you ever again <laughs> because this is just a bad sign of like who you like what do you value like qualities and like people it's like no he's he's ugly and uh you know he's not good at anything really he's just kind of blends in kind of spiteful blends into the background. He's- yeah, well, like, well Preble, he's he's such a good friend that as soon as Harry is like kind of ostracized in the in like the the second and third and fifth books, he immediately kind of yeah. like abandons him. I got to talk to these other guys that are in the same that are in the same house as we are, but uh, definitely not you. Uh, so best of luck there. Yeah, this yeah. was like, and Hermione's a little too smart. No, she's a no. Yeah. She's a, a no. Too smart. Bitch. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. She sucks. <laughs> Yeah, Bill and Tim would not get along get along well with Hermione in school. No. <laughs> she would she would fucking hate Bill and Tim when when she comes oh into the train and she she uh, goads Ron into doing that terrible rat uh, spell that doesn't work, and then she's like, "Well, if that's a spell, it's clearly not a very good one." They're like, fucking get out of here, yeah. bitch! Who the fuck are you coming in here asking about toads and then making fun of my spell? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here! Hermione reminds me of this. Actual, particular uh, girl that we went to high school with or went to school with that I will not name, but I remember like this one time when it, we were in, it was senior year and we were in uh, history class, like some dumb history class that like no one even cared about because we were all about to graduate. And Maddie made some like ridiculous <laughs> claim and I just like very politely said, I don't know if that's true. And she flipped out on me. She's like, tore me apart from like, like she was like, no one even likes you. And I'm just like, in front of the entire class. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Christ. Uh, oh, I, I, I actually, I said our names. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was gonna say, yeah. We didn't say our last name, so we're all square. <laughs> like, she went like on a five-minute rant about how terrible I was, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I had no idea. I bred so much hatred inside of you. Where did this come from? Uh, how many, yeah, but that's really on point. How many though. mass shooters do you think you've created, Tim? How many mass shooters? Tim was definitely on a watch list. 
<laughs> I, cr- I know I created I, I created one perspective one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only responsible for myself. Just kidding, FBI. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> All right. Well, then a Halloween dinner. Stuttering professor. All right. Is it Quill or Quirrell? How do you say Quirrell. his name? Quirrell. 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 But it was Quill. Quirrell. Quirrell. Yeah. Quirrell. Quirrell. Oh, like a squirrel. Quirrell. Quirrell. Like Quirrell. Okay. Professor Quirrell runs out of the Great Hall and uh, passes out. But right before that, screaming about a troll that's on the loose. And oh my God. Hermione doesn't know that because she's been crying in the bathroom all day and the troll's there with her. Mm. Okay, we're going to get to this, but really, at the end of the day, why is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher a, a fucking sissy? It's, it, I, I think it's an act. Well, I, I think it is too, but you presu- he presumably put on that same act when he got hired, you know, because Dumbledore would be confused as to why this person is now like a completely different human being if he wasn't. I think that it's it's to do in part. I mean, like in the second one, you have Gilderoy Lockhart, who's a clearly like a, a piece of Lockhart. shit sham. Yeah. And like yeah. you would assume Dumbledore can see that. Like, I think that they there's they can't really get people to fill the position because it's cursed. Right. Yeah. Is that that's probably that's, the assumption? That's the reason. No, that is the reason. Yeah. Later on, Voldemort curses the position because he wanted the job and Dumbledore said no. Hmm. Should have read the books. (laughs) (laughs) Dang shit. Boulder who? Wait, what's happening here? Boulder, what's it? But then there's also a flashback in one of the books, too, later on, that um, Dumbledore's talking to Snape, and he says, like, keep an eye on him for this year. See, he knew he was up to something. He just wanted him close to him. Yeah, I kind of got the impression that, like, Dumbledore throughout this entire... Like, all the books and all the movies is playing 3D chess. Yeah. Like, he knows the eventual outcome of all this. Yeah. And he's, like, <laughs> playing the movie. So, I, it's been a while yeah. since I've watched this movie. Um, and it, I, I think I I think I read the books since the last time I saw this this movie. And it was weird. Kind of, I, I think that Dumbledore is preparing Harry for sacrifice from, like, the very, very beginning. And to watch it with that mindset is kind of fucked up and dark. Like, it is yeah. really weird to know that, to look at it and be like, Dumbledore probably knows that Harry is going to have to die. And, like, that is not... He good. does know. He, yeah. He arguably, <laughs> he, gets, he arguably doesn't know until the diary in the second movie. But even th- starting then, that's still a dark time. Like, you're talking about a 12-year-old that you're like, all right, sure, let's kill him. Let's kill him. So, yeah. Bill... I, I was going to bust this on you on, on the 15th episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, after I put lipstick on the pig and have my way, uh, we're going to eat it. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> analogy for Harry Potter. Good. Good. <laughs> bingo, bango. You can have your pig uh, and eat it, it too. <laughs> fucking right you can. But it is weird, right? Like looking back at all this stuff, like these books seem so like innocent. And then it's like later on you realize like Dumbledore is just this like, absolute like kind of like psychopathy like hey man for the greater good i don't know what to tell you like we gotta kill him so if i have to sacrifice this 12 year old child and you know i'm definitely gonna do it and it's just like oh my god yeah. Yeah, he's marinating him in this in this book <laughs> yeah. in this movie with i gotta i gotta get him mm-hmm. ready you gotta prepare him well, i like, mean oh what the god. fuck did we all think the whole series was invented by somebody who didn't even have teeth when the idea came <laughs> up 
<laughs> There's going to be some dark <laughs> shit. Are you just like throwing things out there? To us? Like, what are you talking no, about? No, I didn't think that J.K. Rowling like had teeth. I thought she was like homeless and like the whole fucking bit. She's <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. got no teeth. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to read a book from a toothless bitch. I thought you said she was like a drug addict or something like that. <laughs> I don't think so. God, that'd, that'd be dark. I thought that that was a slam on British culture and their bad dentistry. <laughs> no! <laughs> I, I am extremely tolerant and love all people, except for people who don't tolerate other people and the Dutch. <laughs> okay. Madam, this book is written on napkins and you have no teeth. Okay. Yeah, someone's going to have to fact check me on that one. But I... I <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get our crack team to check it out. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, we'll fill you guys in next week. I, I got to ask, why? All right, I'm going to get us back on track here. In in the scene, Thank you, why did Hermione have to concoct a lie about her going after the troll? Why couldn't she just say, I was upset and in the bathroom and they came and found me? Yeah, Exactly. I, I, I thought the same thing, Bill. I was like, this is just a needless lie. It kind of shows what kind of fucking psychopath Hermione is. <laughs> like, she's just concocting needless lies for the fun of it. Yeah, what was the, what was, what were they going to get in trouble for? For being in the, in the girls' room? It's like, there's a for fucking, helping, there's a fucking 12 yeah, foot troll in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they broke the fucking quarantine, dude. Wow. Uh. The quarantine. Well, not like quarantine. I just I couldn't think of the word, so yeah. I just decided to yeah. use that. They, they, everyone was on fucking house, you know, on lockdown until they figured it out, and they didn't listen to everybody, and they mm-hmm. they ran away. So they would have gotten in trouble for that. Yes. But yeah, Hermione, no, manipulative, definitely. She did this for uh, ultimate gain to one be considered a great friend to the people that uh, she doesn't even have any friends, and uh, to the teachers, Ooh. so that way they could get some points. I like that. I like that. It, she's she's actually telling this lie purely to manipulate Ron and Harry into mm. being her friends. Mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Ron- Lock her mm-hmm. up. Lock her up. <laughs> <laughs> She's got pizza everywhere. <laughs> and she's just luring people. Why is there so much pizza in this bathroom? <laughs> God damn right. mud blood. You're going to build a wall. Watch your mouth life, Bill. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, good great. content. Cut the Harry's first Quidditch game. Exquisite. Where it looks like uh, the old bad guy Snape is trying to bewitch Harry off his brand new Nimbus 2000 broom. But Ron and Hermione set fire to his robes, which distracts him. Then then Harry swallows the snitch to win the game. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say something. It's probably not going to be received well by someone on this this podcast. Quidditch is the dumbest game that has ever been conceived. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can someone, can someone explain this to me? Why do they play the regular game? If the game ends when you catch the snitch because you get 150 fucking points and the game ends, what's the fucking point of playing the rest of the game? Just have all the players try and catch the snitch. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, in, I'm, I'm in with book, Bill. In, <laughs> book, in book four, when Bulgaria plays Ireland in the Quidditch World Cup, Ireland <laughs> wins even though Bulgaria caught the snitch because they had scored so many points leading up to it. Games can last up to two months, Tim. Do you know how many points you can score in two months? A lot. A lot. Also, it's a dumb we're, game. We're, no, it's we're talking about the pros versus fucking like high school football. Like it's just, of course, we're seeing like the shitty dregs of the sporting wizarding world, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, the games are going to suck. No one's going to be able to fucking score. 
Yeah, nobody's kicking a, an extra point. They're all going for two. They're not. Here's my they're analogy. Not, they're, okay, here, here's the difference. Okay, <clears throat> Tim, are you sitting? Yeah. Okay, so you've got you've got you got the crate. You got crazy good athletes on one end, and then you got everybody else on the other end. You want to know the difference between the two? Sure. Okay, so the crazy good athletes, they're going for the pussy. The other ones, <laughs> they're just settling for a blow. What is happening right now? <laughs> how does this? How do we get from here John, to there? John, I don't understand what, what you've done. What you? <laughs> I feel like I'm in Team America: World Police, where the drunk guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you got me kick pussies and assholes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sums up my argument very well. Appreciate that. Okay. I like how Tim asks, "Why do they play Quidditch if you win with 150 points for catching the snitch?" And then John goes, "Well, you know, some of the guys want to get fucked, and the other ones want to get blowjobs." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so you're gonna get look, look? Just think of it this way: so you got one hand, you got blowjobs; the other hand, you got hand jobs, and then you put them together, you get sex. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Knuckle babies. <laughs> Wait, what? Knuckle babies. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, but that being said, I do think is I, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, it's like 150 points does seem like it's just such a huge game shifter, right? Yes. It just seems like you could like really suck, right? Like you could be just getting your ass beaten in, but you just have this one. It's just like, I don't know. It's like a quarterback in, in like the NFL. Like if he's just like so fucking good, then like you'll just win the game. But this thing is like out of control. <coughs> Or, for example, you have someone who just gets lucky and catches the thing in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Also, not only does he catch it in his mouth, for some reason he gets up onto the broom, starts edging along it like he's on like the side of a building. Right. And then yep. tries to reach out. And I'm just like, what are you yeah. doing? That'll make you go faster. Just ridiculous. Makes are, no there any, I know, like, are there any parallels no. between Quidditch and uh, Cricket? Yeah, they're both boring as shit. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, if they last two months long, I mean, they're pretty mm, good. Yeah, the exactly. one. that's yeah. probably the closest. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Americans really understood the the uh, the analogies to the those uh, those cricketers, and they were just like, "I'm no, no, thank you. Never ever going to be interested in cricket." Why do but I have despite? Why do I have the feeling that we're going to turn cricketers into a slur by the end of this? <laughs> Aren't they already? <laughs> Oh, there I go, grabbing my mother racial shit again. Uh, that's going to be a fucking audio button from now on. I should not have said that. I should not. <laughs> Insert probable ground. I shouldn't have said that. Man, man, it's coming. In. It's, go, it's coming. I have, when, he, when he first said that in the movie, I was like, man, that should be the tagline of Hold My Popcorn. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Should not. Speaking of blabbing and stuff, Hagrid. Tells the kids uh, that whatever's under that trap door is between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. But who is Nicholas Flamel? We'll find out later. <laughs> Hagrid's just a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's <laughs> just so dumb. He just so happens to be yep. able to just, like, dominate dragons with his bare hands. Like, I, there's a value there, but, yeah, he's definitely not uh, not tactically useful. Right. But this is the, another thing. If you think of like in the long game, if you know that Dumbledore like needs Harry to die to kill and he's like, oh, maybe it's him. And if he knows that, then he's like also using Hagrid for being like a dummy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, you keep talking to him. 
Because I know you're kind of stupid and you'll just say something. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> this guy is so Machiavellian. He's like playing like 3D chess. <laughs> I got all these like, you got, we well, got like these dumb 11 year olds and this big goofy giant. No one knows anything about anything. He's like, good, good. <laughs> Is Dumbledore the real villain? There are arguments. Yeah. He is, he is like such boy. a weird character. Good God. All right, well, then out of nowhere, the season changes and it's snowing on Christmas Day as Harry wakes up the presents for the first time in his life and also receives his dad's invisibility cloak from an unknown person. Okay, they fucked up this invisibility cloak. It's supposed to look like a pool of mercury when you're like, you know, when it just spills out. Hmm. You uh, you handle a lot of uh, uncontrolled mercury, do you, Jim? I, I, okay, so I'm very much up on the hazmat regulations, and um, provided I hold my breath, it's usually okay. I also have that on my bed right now. Uh, no comment. <laughs> So Harry goes at a restricted section of the library with a cloak and scampers away from Flitch the Squib, trying to be a practice hero. But then Harry runs straight into Snape, who's threatening uh, Quiddle about loyalty. Yeah. yeah. And then Snape's spidey senses loyalty. start... Loyalty. Then Snape's uh, spidey senses start tingling, which makes Harry run for cover when he comes across an old golden mirror where he sees himself with his parents, and then a little bit later, Dumbledore explains that the mirror shows your deepest desires and tells Harry that it can drive people mad, and he plans on moving it the next day, so he better not look for it. Um, so let's go around the circle, um, and what's everyone's deepest, darkest desire? <laughs> oh, boy. Secrets. Yikes. <laughs> well, Tim, we already know yours. Last time you looked in the mirror, I got that front and center, but... <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. John, know, John knows what I see. Look at Tim on a noose. I got that basically blackout drunk in a fucking deli in Knoxville, Tennessee. It was ugly. <laughs> All right, moving on. Nobody wants to talk about any of this. All right. You know what I just realized is that like that happens halfway through the school year. And we, we learn that the mirror is like an integral part of the protection system of the stone. So does that mean that like for at least half the school year, this that that layer of the trap or whatever protection system wasn't in place? It must. Wait, yeah, hold on. Can you, I guess door. so, yeah. Right? Like they're assembling it throughout the that year. Is, that is, you, if you're going to move the sorcerer's stone, the philosopher's stone to Hogwarts, you think you would have that stuff like ready to go in place. You get the distinct impression that, like, Homer Simpson's working at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a church of the security. We'll put it this way. Nuclear. Luck is a factor. <laughs> it's pronounced nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be exactly. hilarious. But, well, isn't it the whole thing, right? Because they realize, like, someone tried to steal the stone. So I think now they're like, all right, we need to, like, we need more than this dumbass dog. Yeah. Right? Just sitting on top of this. We need, like, more shit. So I feel like they're, like, throughout the year, they're like, Keep going, create these things, but but I like the idea of Homer Simpson running. <laughs> I like I like Homer running, Simpson running, running security better. <laughs> you you think you think that that Fluffy was the only thing guarding the stone initially until the troll? Oh, I I don't know if that's true. I mean, they may have had like something else, but I think right because then what's his face? Spoiler for the people, but like right when Quirrell tries to get in there while the troll's out or whatever. 
they like they realize that right isn't that yeah. so, isn't that like a point where they're like oh yeah like someone tried to do it before so like they're like we should add more stuff and that's a whole so, and that's a red herring with snape with his leg all cut up because they think snape yeah. was the one who did it i don't want to think about quarrel getting into anything um really <laughs> first 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 thing but but second they already had you know, a spoiler alert once again, the giant evil chessboard and the man-eating fucking plant from a fucking horror novel. Like, mm. that was already there. And then, of course, the keys. I want to know, yeah, but before the, the mirror, was it just like on the floor once you walked through that last door? It's just, like, it's just in the brown bag still? I mean... <laughs> right there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, there. that was easy. They, they definitely took it the wrong way when they said, when you build it, they will come. I mean, it's, you hide it. <laughs> you don't build a big temple for them to find it in. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shortly after this, Hermione pulls out a little 2,000 page book that she had some light reading with and tells the boys that Nicholas Flamel made the sorcerer's philosopher's stone, which can make the beholder become immortal. Doesn't it also like turn anything into gold? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It turns any metal yeah. into gold. What a strange little like it does two things, but one of them doesn't even like factor in. Who cares? But wouldn't that yeah. be like, wouldn't that like be like the alchemist stone or something? Well, he, Nicholas Fumel is an alchemist. Ah, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. Understood. That's kind of what they base it off of. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Yep. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the only one who's going to thank you. You're welcome. You. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's pronounced nuclear. <laughs> so the kids were on the Hagrid's hut to tell him that uh, Snape's trying to get the stone to bring back Voldemort, but he doesn't believe them. Then he pulls out a dragon egg and it hatches. <laughs> that, that's the gist of it. Yeah. And he yeah, takes really it really though. well. I mean, you don't just hatch a dragon. And the kids do take it really well, actually, is really what I mean. Yeah. Hagrid's like a camp counselor. That, like, he's like, hey, like trying to make friends with, like the, the kids because none of the other counselors like him. And he's like, hey, guys, I got some fireworks. I was thinking he, more. Like, lights him off, lights him off and like blows up on the thumb. Like, oh, God, don't tell, don't tell Dumbledore, okay? Get my umbrella. Get my umbrella. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is just, the nuts thing, too. because You just broke Bill. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's perfect. Oh, God. Don't tell Dumbledore. You know? Oh God, he's the only thing I got here. Put out this up flat out on me ass. I've already got two strikes against me. Uh, nobody wants to go back to Wales. <laughs> I, I was thinking Hagrid's more like the Joe Exotic in the Witching World. It's just oh my, my name is Hagrid. I'm nine feet tall. I smell like shit, and I'm getting sued by some bitch down in Florida. <laughs> exactly. I am gay. Imagine I am gay. Imagine before fucking Dumbledore saved him and put him through rehab. What Hagrid looked like? <laughs> oh my god, dude. <laughs> uh, or it could be the other way around. Oh, Dumbledore got him on trick. the sauce. I could see Dumbledore having a real Barney. <laughs> or you know what it could be like Dumbledore kind of could be like a beatnik junkie and like Hag- Hagrid's mm-hmm. his dealer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I talk so slow. Yeah. Just constantly in a nice buzz. He's just on heroin constantly. Hagrid's his source to that that giant junkie junk. Yep. Yeah. It's the ectoplasm from the uh, the dragon egg. That's what really gets you going. Paul Bowles got me under this in Tangier. <laughs> yeah, but all during this whole time, Malfoy's spying on the kids and he snitches on the good guys and lose 50 points each. 
But Malfoy also loses 50 points because snitches get stitches. And I'm not talking about Quidditch. I actually mm-hmm. really like that, that they that they did that. Where they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, so you guys got caught. You know, lesson, don't get caught. Um, second thing, don't be a fucking snitch. Like, as you said, snitches get stitches. I love right. that they did that. Mm-hmm. That's how Hogwarts is. Hogwarts is bitch. that gangster. It's not it's not what happened at all. I don't like this depiction. You're you're warping JK Rowling's work. This is gross. Well then explain it, Bill. Gross. gross. McGonagall okay, McGonagall is just uh, a, a thorough by the rules kind of woman. And she's like the three of you, clearly out of bed. Detention, you lose points. Uh yeah. also Malfoy, I don't give a shit what your intentions were. You were also out of bed. Fuck you, detention for you. These are just, it's not like, oh, you snitched, you're going to get detention. It's, you are also out of bed. I don't care what your fucking excuse was. Bullshit, you're out of bed. Detention. And I also don't think that they that he lost points. Uh, <coughs> at least in the movie, that didn't happen. I don't think McGonagall um, can take let's... points away from, can she take points away from Slytherin? Yeah. Yes, yeah, every teacher can take points away from shit. Yeah. Are you really... Yeah. Wait, hold hold on. Yeah, hold the idiot. fuck on. Hold the fuck on. Wait, you I came on to this fucking episode <laughs> terrified of you. Like anything I say is going to be under a fucking microscope and now you don't even know that all teachers can take points away from whatever house they choose. Well, they can't expel people from the school unless they're the uh, the head of their house. Uh, okay. So I assume that that was the same for points. I mean, wouldn't Snape just be constantly be taking points away from Sly- or Gryffindor then? Well, he, he does. does. <laughs> he does constantly. Yeah, constantly. I guess he does. You're right. Doesn't and he, he constantly gives Slytherin points for getting questions right. He's like, you know, someone's like, the, the, the question's wrong. It's like, minus 50 Gryffindor. Someone gets the question right. 100 points Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, for detention punishment, Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Malfoy are sent into the Forbidden Forest with Hagrid when they stumble across a cloaked figure drinking unicorn blood who's about to attack Harry after pussy-ass Malfoy runs away. But then a centaur runs in to save the day and explains to the kids that anyone who steals and drinks unicorn blood will become immortal but cursed. (laughs) This centaur talks like what I would imagine a big regal dog would say. Human, you have come here. This is not safe for you. Get out. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) This is is like a Hogwarts Dare commercial. Don't do drugs, kid. Don't drink unicorn blood. Unicorn blood, not once. <laughs> not even once. Yeah, not even yeah, once. Exactly. <laughs> McGruff the dragon. Insert video of uh, little Max. If you do unicorn blood one time, you'll die. <laughs> yep. Just exactly. say now. Yeah. Trust me, I know. I'm dead. <laughs> You see I'm these eyes? <laughs> Nothing behind them. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids ask Hagrid who sold him the dragon egg and they discover that the same hooded figure got Hagrid shit-faced and learn that you just need to uh, play music to the three-headed dog Fluffy and he'll fall asleep. Shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Shouldn't have. <laughs> Again, just dumb as shit. Yep. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. Oh, the nuclear codes? Okay, it's seven, two, five. Yeah. This whole thing, f- no one, no one ever guessed it. I came up with myself. It's one, 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 one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easy to remember. No one would ever guess it. I just told you, didn't I? 
Damn it. <laughs> Shit. All right, well, there's no time to waste as the kids head to the trap door and find that the dog's already asleep. Oh, shit. But then the dogs wake up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but then they're able to make it through in the nick of time, and they're mm. faced with the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers of Magical Challenges. plants, <laughs> 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 flying keys, and a game of human chess. Oh, my God. If we were bringing Wu-Tang into this shit, dude, I would have fucking been ready. <laughs> Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. 36 Chambers of Death, kid. Um, Method Man's favorite probably would have been the, uh, the man-eating plant. Mm. So, the yeah, wizard's I'll, I'll chest. Fucking, I'll fucking sew your ass shut with a bunch of plants and keep on feeding you and feeding you. <laughs> feeding you. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna cut your eyelids <laughs> off and feed you nothing but sleeping pills. <laughs> God. I'm gonna take this flying key, heat it up to about, like, 150,000 degrees, stick it on the ass, like... Like... <laughs> <laughs> I know I know we've talked about this before and I've said this before. I still don't understand this reference. I don't understand this at all. Well, you couldn't even name a DMX song for us last time we tried going down the hippity hop train, so This is true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. We do touch on Wu Tang about every twenty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> In Bill's defense. Fair enough. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> So the kids overcome the challenges as Harry discovers that the MJ man in the mirror is poor old stuttering Professor Quirrell who mocks Quirrell, who mocks his fake Quirrell, who mocks his fake stutter and does a bunch of villain exposition about Snape looking like the bad guy, but really just being the red herring. So back on the chess thing, though, I feel like, you know, I have... I have a, an issue with the fact that they would trust Ron to be the chess master here. I would never trust as someone with red hair. No, <laughs> you never trust. You don't trust anyone with red hair to play chess. It makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though they like the story tries to like, oh no, he's actually this is like the thing he's good at is like the one non magical thing, right? He like sucks at every other type of magic, but he can like play chess kind of good. I'd still be like, you know what, Hermione, yeah. why don't you get in there, huh? <laughs> yeah. take, take a couple hacks, huh? You're smart. <laughs> this is and this is a the movie in general. They're not the the actors, the child actors aren't, aren't bad. This is horrendous child acting. Like the scene, this scene, uh, like Hermione's uh, exposition at the end, and like Ron getting all flustered when he gets hit by the the sword from the the horse and everything. I mean, everything about this scene is just really, really painful. So, so bad, so bad. Yeah, this was That's a why world, I kind of glazed also, over it all. This is just uh, this is return of the 1950s, a world recovering from 9-11 and uh, anything was a go <laughs> back then. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 I don't, I don't understand what John's saying. <laughs> eh, it'll click. Twenty. I, I, I thought if I just said like, yeah, we, we could move on. Like, yeah, yeah OK, sure. John, <laughs> John is just like, listen, guys. Go with it. Listen. Just go with it. Nine you know eleven. Dump set. The, the roofie's gonna kick in in a minute, and you just, just go with it. John's been on the absent train for a couple of days now. Yeah, the absent thing is actually wearing on me a little bit. But no, I'm really what I'm trying to do is play into uh, Dumbledore works in mysterious ways. Everything I've said is gonna help decode a special decoder ring and little fucking cheat sheet that I'm gonna mail everybody after this is done. <laughs> You're welcome. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> 
Alright. Then an evil forehead pounding voice whispers, Use the boy. As Harry sees himself holding the sorcerer's philosopher's stone, which falls in his pocket. Then Quetel removes his turban and, oh my god, Voldemort's face is on the back of his head. <clears throat> oh, good. So, my wife pointed this out, um, and I have to agree with her. I think, uh, you know, he who shall not be named, good old, uh, you know, VD, shouldn't, Bald he would have looked better with a nose. He had a nose in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit of something there. Yeah. Kind of weird that he had a nose in this. Spoiler alert: He loses his nose at some point. For we, we don't know why. It just disappears when he gets a body. So if you see Quirrell, first question I'm asking him right is, "What's under the turban?" <laughs> first question I'm asking him: yeah. "What's under the turban?" <laughs> What's you, the deal? you you're wearing a, your your outfit's ridiculous. That turban's ridiculous. What's under there? I know it's something. <laughs> and I and I gotta say. You know, like, I get it, like, that Voldemort has to, like, attach to something living to, like, you know, survive. But that really seems like you're fucking asking for it by just slapping yourself on the back of this dude's head that he's just kind of wandering around there. It's like, because even, like, the books and stuff, they're always, like, talking about people are trying to, like, knock it off, like, throwing snowballs at him and shit. (laughs) It's like, good God, dude. (laughs) Like, you're one, you're just one goofy ass, like, like, either, like, just, you know, slip or fall away from just everyone realizing, oh, my God, there's some dude living on the back of your (laughs) head. What the fuck is that? (laughs) It's like, take a page out of Total Recall, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Queen, two weeks. Third reactor. <laughs> oh my god! How much better would it have been if Voldemort was on his stomach? <laughs> would have been, Dude, that would have been yep. hilarious. Or if Voldemort was, you know, in his nether regions, <laughs> and then Harry was like, "Oh, okay, I see where this is going." Ah, uh, yes, yes. Now Slytherin, I get oh, it. Okay. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, this is this is all okay. Oh, oh uh, Ver- Vernon introduced me to this. I know what I'm supposed to do here. All right. <laughs> hey, you know, talks like a snake, looks like a snake. Guess what? Yeah. That's why you call it a snake eater. Okay, I get it. All right. Well, how about the the worst lie in in the history of lies when he's asked what he sees in the mirror? How about you say what you saw in the mirror for fucking every night for two months? Your parents. Yeah, sure. Like, what the fuck did you have to yeah. make up something for? You saw something in that mirror a ton for weeks on end. Why did you lie? Just just yeah. fucking say that. I see my parents. Hermione's rubbing <laughs> off on him. <laughs> oh, it's even worse than Dumbledore's mm-hmm. socks. Well. <laughs> I see a nice pair of socks. What? I, I feel like this scene was a gift to parents around the world just to be able to spot child lie bullshit. <laughs> All right, so Quirrell runs over to choke Harry, but he crumbles to stone the second he touches him. And then in some shitty 90s-style slow motion, Harry passes out after Voldemort turns into a dust mummy and attacks yeah, him. Yeah, that was weird. That was super weird. It was not good. Yeah, no, it wasn't didn't... good at all. Don't really get it. It's kind of dumb, stupid, bad. bad. (laughs) That was bad, okay. (laughs) Not good. Yeah. Jaguar balls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what John sees in the mirror. Molding a nice pair of jaguar balls. God, guys. (laughs) Just resting on his forehead. Well, you know the little, uh, (laughs) never mind. I'm not even going to hold it up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then Harry wakes up the Dumbledore explaining to him that, uh, only someone who doesn't plan on using the stone for personal gain could obtain it. And his mother's sacrifice of love set a spell where uh, Voldemort wouldn't be able to touch Harry. Yeah, see, all right, I got to jump in here because this really pissed me off. Um, it was, 
like in the book, I feel like they did a fairly reasonable job of making like she her sacrificed in like put a, a an old magic spell, a spell that like Voldemort can never understand because he doesn't understand love and he doesn't like research mm-hmm. that kind of magic. Like, and it kind of makes sense. It's you know, it's whatever she just says whatever she wants. It's because it's a story that's not actually based on anything, but it it, it kind of makes sense. In the movie, he's just like. Yeah, your mother died and she, she loved you. So whenever anybody touches you, they fucking burn up into stone. The fuck? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> you, you didn't explain anything. Nothing about that makes sense. Like, eh, she, she loved you. Don't worry about it, kid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's ruff, ruffles his hair and leaves. <laughs> what? <laughs> that... The perfect, that's the perfect accent for it. Some, like, dumb New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of here. You know, uh, yeah, your mom loves you anyways. Go get some gabagool. Okay, yeah, back. Get out of here. Go it's play some stick ball. For me. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I really fucked that one up. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, damn. Anyway, he's, he's a nickel. Go get a, a stick of gum. <laughs> get yourself something nice. What, so was there a better explanation in the book, though? Because that I cannot recall. Yes, definitely. Okay. So what was the explanation in the book, though? It was it was like I said, it was that when she died, she in, in, like kind of enchanted him with old magic that was based on love. Her sacrifice like enchanted him with with uh, um, I can't exactly remember, but it, it's it's a it's an ancient form of magic that was based on like strong emotions. And oh, okay. It's, and, and it's like something it's something and, that that Voldemort would never have studied and researched because that's just something that he or doesn't care. or doesn't care about exactly because Got he doesn't it. care because yeah they have arguments later on in the series in which he's like oh your stupid love like philosophy you know that doesn't work and Dumbledore's like <laughs> that's what you think ah ah yes it's all coming back now mm-hmm. hmm. okay well then the movie wraps up. With the end of the year feast where Slytherin is announced as the House Cup champions. But then Dumbledore awards Gryffindor as a champion with some totally non-biased <laughs> last minute points to Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Goofy Neville for being brave and saving the world. Dumbledore, Tim Donahue's it. Cocks a win. Hagrid sitting behind him to give him like, I'm going to give you a fucking knuckle sandwich. Baby. Yeah, the, the thing that you forgot is that Dumbledore then just runs into his car and drives away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, oh I don't even God. care. Look, it's reasonable to give them points for what they did. Why the fuck did he wait until the halls were all decorated and like he announced all the scores? You know, like he. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, the no, balloons no. are in the rafters. Here's the final score. <laughs> Slytherin's the champion. Congratulations! But wait, you suck. You're not. Here's the real scores. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, all right, kiss the trophy. It only works if it was Slytherin. In any of the other houses, it would have been a thing. But it's like, no, really, fuck you guys. Like, you all suck. Yeah. It is unbelievable, though, right? That's what I mean. Like Dumbledore is like a stone cold psychopath. He's like. <laughs> This will make me feel good. I'll be able to feel something finally. But also, like <laughs> he's just I'll like, rip oh this God. joint away from these children. What does it say <laughs> about the school? Today we're all the school we're has sorry. one faction that just so happens to produce like the one guy who almost destroyed the world, and then all the other yeah, criminals. All the white supremacists are in this one group. Yeah. <laughs> Again, watch list. It's the only reason why they're still there. <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah. it's like the Harvard of uh, Hogwarts. <laughs> There, there would be so many howlers sent from parents bitching about how unfair Dumbledore was for giving his own house 160 points to win the last second. <laughs> yep. People would, parents would be freaking the fuck out. 
Wait, you gave a kid 10 points for standing up to his friends? He didn't do no, anything. No, no. He was a 12-year-old. <laughs> you 60 points. You fell down immediately. <laughs> lost. 60 guys, points for that. Guys, we, we just stumbled across an entire mini Did episode he? of just how wizarding 10. parents would behave in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to give the mic to, to, to Bill and just let him run with it. Like, I mean, I feel the only wizarding parents we see are the Weasleys. Uh, Luna Lovegood's crazy ass dad, the Malfoys, yeah, and like yeah. and Cedric Diggory's dad. Like that is not a good representation of what's going on in the parenting world. Mm. Or is it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is an entire culture that uh, you know just pawns their children off year to year to a boarding school, um, so they don't actually have to learn to get to know them. So yeah, there's something there. This is true. Well, yeah. I mean. Really, well, think, think of it, though. Think of all the wizarding sex you can have now. I mean, with the kids out of the house. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, freaky man. shit. That's true. Oh, my God. You really got to think about it. Yeah. All right. Well, the movie ends. Holy kid, they're British. They still have missionary <laughs> sex. <laughs> I hear they make I hear they make eye contact. Oh. <laughs> that is not the frontier lifestyle. Let's gross. That is disgusting, and I don't want to hear about it. That's gross. Eye contact, filthy mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the movie ends. <laughs> That's it. With yeah, that what, train. what about the train what? scene where Harry says that this is home? Or Who gives a fuck about the train? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you mention that? <laughs> Honestly, Bill, fuck the train. This is my show. <laughs> I said the movie's over. <laughs> it's over. This is my home, Hagrid. This is my home. All right, all right, Harry, you're moving a little too fast here, okay? We just, we just made out once. Oh, boy, the last guy that said that ended up killing a whole bunch of people. What about the train? Go on. No, that's just it. We basically just said everything. Yeah, we kind of covered it. it. That was it. All right. Train. Movie ends. Time for trivia. All right, here's some trivia facts. Steven Spielberg was the first choice to direct the movie, but he wanted to make it an animated movie with Haley Joel Osmond doing the voice of Harry. Ugh. So he eventually backed out, and they went with Chris Columbus as the director since he had already made family movies like Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire. A great choice. Yeah. I, I Good don't, choice. I, I yep. don't love yeah. everything that yeah. Columbus did with this, but an animated movie by, by Steven Spielberg would have been fucking awful. It would have been especially in 2001. That would have been Spielberg's like fucking first straight to DVD movie. (laughs) I mean, it would have been, it would have been literally veggie tales with wands like that. (laughs) Um, Over 5,000 kids auditioned for the role of Harry. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Originally, Daniel Radcliffe wore green contacts and Emma Watson had fake buck teeth. uh, That fit their characters (laughs) descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) Could but, you uh, that's could you right? ever visualize Daniel Radcliffe doing an all nude play after he finished his Harry Potter career? Gotta do something. <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta make them dollars somehow. You gotta make them gallons. Hey, gotta- <laughs> nice, nice currency reference. Very nice. I I, I got nothing to you say. You're welcome. That. That's great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, they they got rid of that because uh, Emma Watson couldn't talk with the buck teeth, and Harry had or Radcliffe had some uh, like a bad reaction to the <laughs> contact. Yeah, and also it's it's kind of rough because you know Hermione ended up being hot, so you know. 
Well, yeah, she, yeah. but well, in the sorry, go yeah, ahead. Max. In the book, she changes her. Yeah, oh, does yeah. she? Thank you, Bill. Yeah, yeah, no, no we were going yeah, to say the same thing. She she ends up getting yeah. uh, the Bhakti magic like removed. So oh, okay, okay, okay. S- someone bewitches her, and her teeth get like even bigger, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm in <laughs> quarantine guess what books i'm buying wait wait, wait. was it or was it when she, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah either way she got her teeth reduced so it wouldn't have it yeah. was only gonna last for a movie or two yep yep okay um jk rowling turned down the role of harry's mother in the movie good for her yeah good good yep. for no her. i think yeah. that's genius yep. you don't want to taint the the on film you know the no yeah, no no I also do appreciate that they kept the same parents throughout the entire series yeah. too. Same that's, actors. That's actually something I was going to say in general. Like True. The fact that they have pretty much the same cast for almost every character throughout the entire eight film series mm-hmm. is really kind of crazy. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, like other I, than Dumbledore, I, I don't know if there's a lot of examples of people having to switch characters. I, I have to say, I think um, the fact that they let um, the actor of Dumbledore die um, really shows that Hollywood's power is waning. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, no, you weren't dead until the series was over. <laughs> no. Well, now you don't die. Take this unicorn blood. Yeah. You're under contract. You weren't allowed to die until 2017. Now, now it doesn't matter because they'll just uh, 3D you in, into the movie or whatever. That's true. Yeah, Princess Leia has been the last uh, two two Star Wars movies. They just they yeah. just that was the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Rosie O'Donnell and Robin Williams offered to play Mrs. Weasley and Hagrid for free, but they were turned down because J.K. Rowling only wanted British actors for the roles. Thank Smart Christ. Again, probably a good yes. good idea. Wow, J.K. Really, was really, really she was the ace Robin in the hole. Williams. I think I Ron love Williams, Ron Lee, but that would have well, been a no. fucking nightmare. Could you imagine him? Oh, I thought he would have been. I think he would have been good. You, you already saw what he looked like just from Jumanji. Thought the bushy hair, <laughs> yeah, just hairy. <laughs> shit. Yeah, coming out. What year is it? Murder. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, what world are we in? I guess they, I guess they are good with like forced perspective to make people look big and everything. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just the wrong thing because Robin Williams brings to the table what I don't like about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in some cases personally, but Robin Williams, as far as the general public, you can't get over the fact that it's Robin Williams. You don't see the, you don't see the character. You only see the actor. And, and he's, he is uh, like Hagrid is, is, you know, he's an oaf. He's kind of supposed to provide some comic relief, but like, I feel like Robin Williams would have, would have just hammed it up too much. Like it, it's hard to see him playing like that, that kind of like subtle background role care. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would have, bu- he would have bust that door down and just gone like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> right? Christ! Hey, Robin You're Williams! Like, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Hagrid, he was the first one cast in the entire movie. So, really? You know, didn't really. Yeah, he's perfect. Um, well, she really can't cast anybody else but that guy. No, that that's kind of the problem too. I mean, obviously, we're looking at this like we couldn't visualize it as anybody else. So and so, uh, Rowling handpicked. Hagrid, McGonagall, and Snape. Those and those are the three people that like that. Perfect, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect casting. Yep. I think that I think the Dursleys are phenomenally well casted too. I think I think that's how they're they're yeah. you know they're like just a little over the top and it's perfect. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I think this whole movie is like incredibly well cast. Yeah. Like no one seems out of place. How about really. the the weirdest casting of all with John Cleese as 
Sir Headless Nick. <laughs> Nearly had his neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God he kind of just falls out. <laughs> it's I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just like I, I, you know, when I was 11 or whatever, when this movie came out, I didn't really know who that was. And like coming back and watching it in like college at some point, I'm like, what the fuck is he? What are you doing here in like this stupid role? Yeah. You know, like he's kind of in my mind, he's kind of like a legendary British actor. Why is he Sir Headless Nick? This parrot is dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is a banana. To be <laughs> banana. <laughs> this is a banana. Attack me. And now for something Shoot completely him. different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too bad they didn't have that at least one time in this whole series. They really should have. The British should really play off of that. We'd love it. We eat it up as a culture. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Um, also, so you know how they we go back and forth with the whole philosophers and sorcerer stone thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors have to do two takes every single time they address the philosopher or sorcerer stone. Oh, my oh that's God. fucking horrible! Oh my God. I, that's so so I wish our country would just get the fuck over itself. Uh, and why yeah. do people fucking accommodate <laughs> us on, on all that stupid shit? Why well, does, we have all the money, Bill. Oh yeah. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on. But is there? What's the actual reason why? So uh, Scholastic didn't think that Philosopher's Stone was magical enough for American readers, so they changed it to Sorcerer's Stone. Ugh, that's that is. God I looked it up damn. today. That's the real reason why. So like, if this series Ugh. came out today, I feel like they would push it through and it'd be fine. And honestly, thanks to Quentin Tarantino, because he decided to put a fucking movie out that like seventy five percent of it wasn't in English. And guess what? He was right. Everybody was fine with it. So ambassadors yeah, is spelt wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, it's just shit <laughs> like that. No, it's just back then. I mean, America still what? Well, I mean, Bush. <laughs> you know what are you gonna do? So originally, Scholastic like their first pitch for the the name is like we can't do philosopher philosopher stone. They don't understand that. It should be Harry Potter in a magical school. That was their first pick. Oh Jesus my God. Christ. <laughs> I rest my case. You're in a fucking meeting. He's like, you're fired. I'm surprised they didn't pitch this with fucking pop-out pictures for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know. My problem with this book is just, just a lot of words. I don't understand. <laughs> a lot of words. Harry Potter and the Magical School. Something like that, yeah. In the School of Magic or something like that. Could you imagine? Harry Potter in a building that stuff happened. (laughs) I almost (laughs) wish that that happened so we could laugh about it right now. Like, just... We need... Fuck. Whoever whoever pitched that needs to be exposed so that they can be tarred and feathered. (laughs) Yeah, I need some cancel... The bus that couldn't slow down. I need some cancel culture on that person. (laughs) Can we find them? Can we start a movement against them and hold my butterbeer? Because <laughs> seriously, you. all those guys, fuck those guys. You know what? The, peop- the people who do hold my butterbeer are probably associated with the person that came up with that title. Right? Bill, we can channel your rage. You can't channel this rage. Bill smash! <laughs> Um, Harry doesn't cast a single spell in the entire movie. See, he's a terrible fucking student. That's really funny. (laughs) He is in school to learn how to use magic. It's it's infuriating. It's infuriating to watch like the troll scene and he like he doesn't do shit. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. like I, it is hard to imagine that even in the the like when they do Wingardium Leviosa with the, the the feathers. Yeah, you're right. He just sits there and watches Hermione does it. 
and then watches yep. Finnegan fail. He doesn't do anything. Nope. All right. Last piece of trivia is for Preble. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen oh, recorded an original song for the movie called I'll Stand By You Always, but it was cut from the movie because it didn't match the story and mood of the film. Uh, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, who thought, I mean, I obviously love that. I mean, to be clear, that's amazing. But who thought that was a good idea? You know what we need I'm is a... Gonna be, I've got a couple of spells I want to see. <laughs> that's what I do. Boom. Harry Potter needs some fucking I mean, saxophone. That would... That's what it needs. And I was going to say, that's unbelievable. Of course it wouldn't work. God, I need to find this. I need to find it was this. released like three years ago, so you can actually find it. Yeah. Was it? I know. That's unbelievable. God, what a terrible idea. I need to listen to it. Yeah, God, awful, awful. Gotta listen, this gotta is, find it. This is like the time when, when Preble uh, was like, oh, did you know that Mel Gibson had a song in Pocahontas? It's awful. Here, let me play it for you. <laughs> I bought it on iTunes for four bucks. <laughs> I have paid an obscene amount of money. Need to have this played. <laughs> All right, time for questions. Who is your favorite and least favorite in this? Bill. It's gonna be a long um, episode. I'll lead it off here. I'll lead it off. Uh, my favorite is Hagrid because he reminds me a lot of myself. <laughs> and uh, my least favorite, upon honestly, upon like <clears throat> this reflection of this podcast, is Dumbledore. <laughs> I think he's a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> fair so my favorite is gonna be Dumbledore just because (laughs) actually I'm gonna scratch that hold on Harry's my favorite because he's exactly what I fucking pictured in every single way I mean all the illustrations everything all fan art that was Harry this was it this is what I expected Harry to be you know when you're walking into a film my least favorite is you know what? I don't have a least favorite. I'm going to be honest. I loved every fucking single character in this. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hot take by John. <laughs> no, John, pick one. <laughs> Sophie's choice. Uh, I'm going to. Okay, so the, uh, so Quirrell. Quirrell will be my least favorite just because he's a fucking sissy. I feel like he at least had a little bit more going for him in the book. Versus the movie um, wasn't believable. Not even that sinister at the end. And fuck that guy. Mm. Um, I'm going to say uh, my my least favorite character is Oliver Wood. I don't I don't really have a good reason why he just fucking he fucking bothers me. I don't I don't. Fuck. And I guess maybe it might have something to do with the fact that Sam said she had a crush on him when we were watching this movie. And now I want to kill the guy. But other than that, I mean, you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I don't think that colored my judgment uh, at all. I just think he's a human fucking piece of garbage and I want to kill him. But other than that, uh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I would say my favorite character was Neville the Toad. He really just, he really brought it home. Nailed it. Neville mm-hmm. the Toad. You mean Wonderful. the worthless bag of flesh? <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's yeah. Kim Cattrall did not make him, uh, an appearance. In <laughs> I didn't see her in this, did you? Wait, she wasn't McGonagall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good. J.K. Rowling's uh, first pick. So, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'll 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 say my favorite was Snape because I won great great flair, great dress, love love his outfit, and also he's the only person that's like actively throughout the year like trying to solve this problem. 
preventing Quirrell from like, like, you know, getting the stone. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, the person I don't like, like my, the least favorite is, is Harry. He's like absolutely fucking useless. <laughs> he is so useless. Doesn't do a single thing. I mean, you think someone who like finds out they're a wizard would like read up and start doing magic all the time. And like, he's just so stupid. He's like, doesn't do a thing the entire time, basically, other than be like brave or whatever. <laughs> it's like, ugh, no, Gross. no, no, no. Gross. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> All right, who's next? Max. Max, yeah, you're you. Okay. You, 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 <laughs> My good favorite. Thing good thing you're paying attention to your own podcast, Max. <laughs> I was drooling to looking into space. <laughs> <laughs> what day is this? <laughs> My, f- where am I? <laughs> it's Zen's day. Oh, okay, good. That's what I thought it was. It's Blaze Day, f- fucking March ninety t- seventh, Max. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was um, was Bruce Springsteen in this. <laughs> uh, that's a better. That's I love that training one. montage with the Springsteen song that came out of nowhere in this movie. It was really well done. Morning, Hogwarts. <laughs> 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 yeah, Bruce, you don't think that's going to really fit into the movie. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go eat this apple pie over here. Uh, my least favorite is going to be Quirrell's turban. I don't know how Voldemort was able to yeah. breathe under that thing. Just smother yeah. his face the whole time. Solid, solid it was also you. horizontally challenged. It was just very mm-hmm. wide. Yeah, yeah. obnoxious. We all know you got a turban, Quirrell. You need to show it off. <laughs> you got to flaunt it. It's fabulous. All right. Is that everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Max. That's everybody. <laughs> all right. Everyone's done yeah. Sorry, I haven't been listening for the past 90 minutes. What's going on? <laughs> hey, Vinny, get over here. Give I me just a blacked out. What? Where, where, where are we at? Do we have With any more DJ? Do we have any more fucking idiots on this podcast today? <laughs> Jesus All right, what Christ. other stupid shit are you guys gonna say? <laughs> I'm gonna go play some music. <laughs> I'm like the DJ in Wayne's World. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, just how IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes have their own rating systems, we decided to make our own. So what would your rating be for this one, guys? <laughs> Mm. All right, everybody got theirs done? Cool, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, guys. Good job. I will give this one Michael Jackson nose out of five (laughs) of Voldemort's faces out of the rest of the series. I'm going to say the one, the the number of uh, functioning cells in Hagrid's liver (laughs) over... uh, uh, <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> oh, I guess. I, I, so I'll go. I'll go next. I'll go next. I'll so I'll say this is. Uh, I'll give it one hundred trillion uh, letters pouring from every single orifice in the Dursley household <laughs> over uh, two successfully uh, can done uh, Wingardium Leviosa spells. <laughs> that is my, that is my rate. Uh, so how would you put it though? Would you say Leviosa or Leviosa? You gotta, you gotta emphasize the O, not the ah. Oh, what happens on. if you say a spell in a different man. accent? 
Does it like turn into something else? Because isn't the whole thing like you know you're supposed to get the spell correct? Is magic xenophobic? Well, no, yeah. no, no, because you can do it in your head. But I would say that at that point, you uh, also you also don't have to. You would probably have to think in not your accent. So yes, it is xenophobic. Mm. I I would say that Good. if you did it in your head, that's more dangerous though. Mm. Yes, I'm just cool. gonna shut up now. Yeah, um, like I'm gonna like I'm gonna give this a, a rating of spending one night in Hagrid's magical barrel. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You ever been fucked by a dragon? <laughs> 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 you wanna? Yeah, you wanna. <laughs> so if you woke up in the morning and uh, your butt was just covered in basically scales, uh, would you tell anybody? No, <laughs> <laughs> all your hair and your body was burnt off. <laughs> if that dragon was made of barbecue spare ribs, would you eat it? <laughs> I know I would. Uh, I call I go it, back for seconds and wash it down with a tall, cool Budweiser. I call it Harry's extra spicy dragon barrel. <laughs> Wait, who was that? Who just did Harry Carey's voice? That was Tim. Tim. <laughs> Many claps. Well done. Well done. Will Ferrell doing your <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell counts. You can, Will Ferrell as George Bush counts as George Bush, like whatever he wants to do is whoever that is. I just snorted. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what's your rating? I'm going to give this five xenophobic spells out of me not listening to any of your fucking ratings. That sounds, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Great. Feel loved. All right. Movie recommendations. It's quarantine time, so what have you guys been watching? Suggested anything? Any movie recommendations? Movies, uh, eh? Um, so <laughs> I, I can make I can make a movie recommendation, but I actually I came ready with a show, so I can also recommend oh. a show. Um, Go ahead, Bill. So so uh, movies. I don't really have a whole lot of. There's like there's not a whole lot of times where I get like two hours that I can sit without having to deal with a crying baby. Um, oh my god! <laughs> so so there's not. Every other <laughs> baby this and baby that. I feel like that's not true. We get it, Bill. You've had you food on it, and then you know it's done. <laughs> that's really, yeah, Bill. That's Bill's motivation. He's just trying to let us all know he's had sex before. <laughs> I've done it once. I've done it at least once. I've done it only once. Um, uh, no. I, so, but I did watch. I did watch. And uh, because, because cartoons are delightful. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, that's a good one. That is hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, that, okay. is a, that is a funny movie. And I, if you can if you can enjoy, like, if you enjoy Pixar movies, and if you don't, you probably suck at life, and I don't fucking want to hear from you anyways. Um, but if you enjoy Pixar movies, then, like, this this is just a delightful, delightful movie. Hilarious. Um, it's a good movie. TV show, we watched, uh, I think it's, it's like, it's Ragnarok and it is something, it's on Netflix and I think it was made in like, um, I don't know, uh, Sweden or one of those other kind of Really? We're going to talk about the Nordic end of the world right now? What's that? I said, we're going to talk about the Nordic end of the world right now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. And it is, uh, they dubbed it, which I hate. Yeah, so mm. like you can you Ugh. you know you can kind of understand them. It's tough to he- understand through the accents, but the, it never matches up with the lips. So you, I still watched it with uh, subtitles on the whole time. Mm. Um, 
but it's good. It's it's an easy show to watch. It's entertaining. It's not you don't have to think a lot, but it, like it's it's well done. It's it's a good show. I, I I absolutely recommended it. Sam, there's like six or seven episodes, and we watched it in whatever. Like we watched like two a day. It, it, it is. We were staying up way later than we normally do to to get episodes in and stuff. It was it's entertaining. Wow. All right. Sure recommendation from Tim. And it's it's Law and Order, not SUV though. I've been watching regular Law and Order now. (laughs) It's in the it's in the garage. Not as you mean. <laughs> this is the one with Detective Lenny Briscoe in it. It is curmudgeonly attitude. It's fantastic. There's, a, there's only a few episodes out there, so be spared. <laughs> it's a little bit longer than we've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not technically a movie, but there's enough hours that you could. It's about fifteen hundred movies. <laughs> It's like re- it's basically like <laughs> watching a book. It's really fucked up. Uh, um, snatch, I- <laughs> snatch. Everybody watch Snatch. Just get out there watch, watch my it. Snatch. snatch. All right. It's uh, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Um, don't look at it for the actors. Look at it for Guy Ritchie. Uh, if you like one of his movies, you'll like all of his movies. But it's got Brad. It's, what is it? Fucking! It's Brad Pitt, right? It is. Yeah. 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 Dags. Brad Pitt. It's Dags. His, yeah, that's what I said. Dags. Yeah. It's his best Dags. fucking role that he has ever played. You won't understand a word he says. Don't worry about that. But it's amazing. Just watch it. The cinematography is like nothing you've ever seen, unless you. It's like nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> Believe me, we have the best sombreros. So, so John, you you like Guy Ritchie films? I love Guy. Ritchie Have you films, seen actually. his Robin Hood? No, he is a Robin Hood from from yeah. twenty eighteen. It's one of it like box office wise. It's one of the biggest bombs ever. Yeah, um, yeah. I Jacks was actually in it. I actually kind of like it. Hmm. Okay, I, I didn't think it was. I will big. watch it. If no, it, no, I like, love everything that man does. If you watch it, look, if you watch that movie expecting like uh, an accurate depiction of, you know, the mid, uh, you know, the, the middle ages and of Europe and stuff like that, you're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> if that's what you're expecting when you come into that movie, it's a, it's a good action movie. That's like roughly very loosely based on the story of Robin Hood. And it's, okay. it, it's fun. I think it's fun. It's, it was okay, supposed yeah. to be like a whole series and because it did so badly, it got shut down. And I think that's a shame. Mm. I think it would have been really good. Wait, so this is a it's a, it's a movie or it's a show? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. movie. But it but was they, supposed to be. They were going to do like a whole bunch of movies, and you can kind of tell by the oh. ending that they like they oh. opened it up for like for sequels, and it bombed bad. It did real mm. bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna fucking watch it because I love everything Guy Ritchie. Anything he does is magic to me. <laughs> what about you, Preble? Um, I like this. It's a small, it's kind of like an art house film. It's called Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I have. I've watched it like multiple times. The check <laughs> is in the mail. <laughs> it's so it's too good um it's not on any streaming services i'm aware uh my birthday was last month and michelle got 
got it for me. And also these random, these, these, <laughs> these like comic books too, like two of them. Ooh. Like one is like a serialization of the movie. And then there's another one where the, someone just took like a leap where it's like, Oh, low pans back. And now it's up to, oh, <laughs> to Kurt Russell. to take care of Jack Burton to take care of him in like New York city. It is fucking hilarious. So that's, I just basically been doing that every day. Every day is just big trouble. Little China and Tiger. <laughs> and that's really it. <laughs> Just Kurt Russell eating sandwiches in a truck. Yeah, basically, and just then talking extremely loudly over his uh, <laughs> not knowing his what's radio. happening. Yeah, having zero <laughs> idea what's going on the entire time. It's perfect. I love that movie. We're still uh, waiting. Or I think probably we're thirty. We're thirty movies away from doing that one. This is gonna be our seventieth episode. Well, thirty movies. <laughs> I was gonna say. So I'll be thirty-five when we get it done. <laughs> we're two Let's Harry Potters again. away. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so for me, uh, this week I've I've been on a big, uh, Nikki and I have been on a big 40s and 50s black and white binge. So I'll recommend two classics that still hold up. They're both free on Amazon Prime. First one, Sunset Boulevard. If you haven't seen it before, watch it. It's still one of the greatest movies ever made. And then um, we watched for the first time Some Like It Hot from 1959 with uh, Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, and Marilyn Monroe. First time ever seen mm. it. Mm. Laugh out loud funny. Okay, good to know. We put it on Friday night at like 11 o'clock. Thought that, you know, we watched like 20 minutes and fall asleep. End up watching the whole movie. (laughs) It was really, really good. Are these streamable? Where where do you find these? Amazon Prime for free right now. Uh, Both of them. Mm. Lovely. Check that out. I'll do this. Um, Tim, we're at, we're past two hours now. So should we do, uh, (laughs) should we do your game? Um, oh no 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 no! Oh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, <good. laughs> oh oh no! We absolutely. Oh, oh god no! Yeah, yeah we are not going to do that. Okay. Well, that wraps up week one of our Harry Potter series. If you like the show, or if you like Harry Potter, tell your friends about us. Subscribe, rain review. Any support just gets us some extra attention. And stay tuned for next week, where we'll be diving into year two at Hogwarts, which includes flying cars, evil diaries, and chambers that are secret. Stay at home. Stay at home. Stay away from people. Wash your hands. And go fuck yourself. Wash your fucking hands. Deuces, fuckers. Yes, goodbye, everyone. Wait, you don't mean they don't, they don't, they don't play the music? Yeah. Max, bam, can bam. you fucking turn on the goddamn music? When are we going to... All right, here we go. All right, turn it on right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, I was able to get Air Force Ones on the uh, the ending to the episode last, last week. <laughs> That's <so>. true. Ah. <laughs> yep. Uh, great song. Mm. So are we done recording? Uh, no, Bill. We're still listening to the song. <laughs> okay, oh, I have to seriously go piss. Alright, I'll turn it up. No one is to see no one's to see my face. What is that? What is that? What's that hat, Tim? Very hip. It's a fly fishing hat, Bill. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Cool, cool. It looks yeah. like a stylized fancy menorah. It is. It's celebrating the Jew- Jewish people in fly fishing. It goes really well with your Andy Reid mustache. It does. <laughs> I'm just mixing it up. No one knows where I'm coming from.
You know what I mean? Are you Andy Reid? Are you some hipster moron with a dumb hat? No one knows. Yes. All they know is that I eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no. I've got like a PlayStation 2. I found San Andreas. Nice. So I was just murdering hookers left and right, you know, as you do. <laughs> Lifting some weights, getting buff. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, wow, this game. I remember thinking this game looked dope. This game looks like donkey shit. <laughs> It's fucking awful. I'm just like, oh, okay. I guess I'm just going to close out of this. Well, Sam Sam and I, uh, when when, uh, when Francis came along, there was a lot of uh, late nights just like holding the baby, not really able to do a whole lot. You can't have like a lot of light, so you can't read or anything like that. yeah, so we, so we we broke out the the Game Boy Color and started Ooh. playing Pokemon on it, and now uh, oh man, that's a good idea. Now uh, it, that that has been that has been terrific and also awful. I've lost a <laughs> I, I have I have actually logged ninety six hours in that game <laughs> since since November. That's awesome. um, six hours. Um, I I caught I I really with with you know the amount of dedicated time i could put towards it i caught every pokemon that you can catch in in the game uh in pokemon yellow um except for lickitung because i'm not going to waste my time on that in the cave because i'm going to play blue and just get lickitung in the trade mm, uh mm-hmm. but but Duh, uh, I, does. I, I the more impressive part that you may you, that you don't necessarily get by understanding that i caught them all is that i caught everything in the safari zone and that mm-hmm. is mm. that is if you remember ridiculously time intensive i think 30 of the 96 hours was spent just in the yeah. safari zone trying to fucking get Kangaskhan and Pinsir. <laughs> well, doesn't, mean, don't you get like 500 steps or something stupid like that? You get like 500 steps. You have to use the safari ball and there's yeah. no battling. You can only, uh, you can only throw right. bait rocks or the safari ball. Um, <laughs> there's a gigantic six foot monster in front of me. Let me throw this rock at it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, this, you know, this pans out me, this 10 year old frail little boy doesn't know dick about anything. Doesn't know how to count, apparently. Ten years old, done educating. Get out there and catch them Pokemans. Good enough. <laughs> Fine. You know addition? Get out of here. 